And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. All right, everybody, welcome to Big Face with my lovely guest, Michael Cristoforo, my dear friend through acting and also a breath coach extraordinaire, would we say? <laughs> Jane, so good to see you. <laughs> my love. I, I have so many questions about the breath coach stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll get there. But yeah. how the... I know. How, it's like fam. It's like, ah, oh, there's my... There she is. There's my... I love... I haven't seen this face. It's been a, it, it truly, I think it's been a couple of years. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we just, you know, we always pick up where we left off and it's like, you know, seeing someone that you've known for many lifetimes, like, oh yeah, here you are, here you are in this lifetime. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that with you. That's why like, it doesn't matter how long can go by, I can text you and just like, I, you're somebody that stays in my heart, like after so long, like I'm just like, oh, I miss my friend. Yeah. Like, I miss you, you know? You're a lifer, kid. <laughs> You're a lifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, it really has been a long time. Um, you hearing me okay, my bud? Yeah, it's coming through both of these. I'm hearing myself through here, but you through there. So, so is that bad? <laughs> I don't, Wait, you're hearing I'm yourself through one? Yeah, so I'm hearing both, but it's like you're coming through there and I'm coming through here. It's fine. I mean, I'm coming through the external mic. Yeah, let me hold see. on. I'm pausing it again because we're good. Okay. You can hear me okay still? It's all yeah, good. I can hear you, but as long as I'm not coming through the external. No, this is brilliant. This is how it should be. You're brilliant. <laughs> you are. <laughs> now you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy you're here right now. Yeah, so, uh, so. To my, my big face people, so if you're tuning in, uh, Mike and I were in class together. How many years ago was that? We were in acting class. Maybe like 12, 12 years. Was it 12 years ago? It's a long, yeah. so everybody, when I see people, they're like, oh, it was like five years ago. And I'm like, dude, I haven't no. been in class in years. It's, it's been like, I, I, realistically, like at least 10 years ago. It's, it has been. Because I remember I still have, if I was in New York, I would get it right now. I still have my notebook from his class. From Anthony's class? Yeah, I would just take notes. Kind of like still, whenever I'm in any class, I just have a notebook always. But his class, and I remember seeing 08, mm. 09 in, the you makes... know, in my, my date for when I first started. So, yeah. so I ended probably like 11, oh, you know, 2000. Wow. Oh, 11. Oh, 11. He's right on top of that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> September 38th, 011. <laughs> this is an episode of Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, man. Where April, uh, uh, Nick Offerman plays uh, Ron Swanson, and he, doesn't, he works for the Parks Department. He doesn't want to like, talk to anybody. So whenever she schedules, she's like, um, I could set you uh, December 60th. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's <laughs> like, great. Every date that's, is like ridiculous. I'm sure that's where it came from because I, I, you know, I probably heard a reference to like someone referencing that. But, <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, so totally. funny, dude. Oh, you have to, <laughs> dude, you would love that show. Yeah. I can't even, all right, so talk to me. So tell me what your life has been like. You, all right, so when Quiet. I knew Mike, he was like, not, not that you were ever baby-faced, but he didn't have this scruff going on. We had a little stubble. We had just a little, little stubble. A little stubble. A little stubble. And now you've been, you've kind of, 
encroached on a whole different, I feel like, avenue of your life in these last couple of years. Yeah or no? Yeah, big t- in a way. I mean, it certainly highlighted different areas of my life that weren't the focus before. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's all part of the same thing. It's just, you know, where I am right now with, with breath work in particular and in, you know, meditation work and traveling around, especially with the two modalities that I, I'm teaching and I'm finding, you know, a lot of intersection between the two, between performing and, and doing workshops and things like that. And also the techniques themselves and how they can help uh, anyone on any level, but artists in particular too. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. It's been, it's because, you know, prior to that were like really successful for what I considered successful years for performing. And I was like, man, I just need, I got to get other areas of my life, like up to par. So were you unhappy performing and, and acting? Uh, part, I mean, part of me, I was very grateful. And I, I, I love, you know, you love performing, but I realized that after a while, I was like, oh, this is why you don't do like anything artistic for money. I, I felt like I, yeah. I was like successful in a sense, because I was a working actor for a few years. Uh, but at the end of the day, I remember I was doing, this is maybe like four or five years ago, four years, five, yeah, maybe around there, where I, it, I was, things were really good. Like yeah. they were really, really good. But then I look back and I was like, man, I spent nine months of my life, whether it was prepping, shooting, or doing all this stuff after for this stuff. And I was yep. like, do I really care about it? And I was like, no, I, I, I like, I don't, these aren't the roles that are like making a difference or why we started. And like, I, I, I'm well aware I'm sounding like a you know, actor brat, whatever, but no, um, I was You're being I, honest. I just, I, yeah, I didn't feel fulfilled in that way. And I was like, man, I, I, I got to get different areas of my life, like up to par in terms of uh, where, where I want to be and um, see where it, you know, leads me on this end. So Years did later. you cut, ca- yeah. So did you kind of stop acting altogether and, and start on a, a different pathway or did no, it kind not of? All, yeah, not altogether. I mean, I made a conscious decision to, to get different certifications and to go to study with different people for periods of time. And, you know, as before when I was like, you know, uh, working a lot, I, I wouldn't leave for vacations. I wouldn't go and, and do certification trips for a couple of weeks on end because I'm yeah. like an audition or, you know, you know how it is. You, you want, you feel this like, uh, this angsty uh, duty to like be there because yeah. God forbid you're not, then you're not legit. And you know, it, it just, I was like, man, I'm not living my life. Like I'm trying to live this role, but it's not necessarily all of me. And I was like, we're going to be dead soon. What the fuck am I doing? Like, this is just a part of who I am. And if I, if I, if I'm not feeling fulfilled, then go and fe- go and do these other things where you feel purposed and like you're making a true difference. Yeah. Uh, and then see where it leads you on the artistic front, because it's going to be so much more powerful if you're doing something authentically to yourself. And if not, then it wasn't meant to be. Then, you know, yep. this idea of uh, uh, like what it means to be to be an artist or um, I mean, in our case, an actor is like, yeah, it's kind of nonsense. You know, it's interesting. Well, not nonsense. It's misrepresented. I'll say that it's misrepresented. Yeah. You know, I was speaking to somebody recently and talking about the same thing that you're talking about and you're kind of being an actor, you're on call 24 right. seven. You're on call for something you're not even working, but you're on call. You are meant to give your entire life to the possibility of something. Right. And in, I think in all of that time and space, 
for myself, I'm limited to go explore every other part of myself or every other part of life mm-hmm. because you're chained to one thing. So totally. Yeah. So I get that. So totally. you were just, you were just talking about certification and what are you speaking about that for certification for things like, Oh, for different breath modalities and everything. Like when I, you know, it was a very purposeful uh, decision to go and study with Wim Hof when I did, you know, he, there, there were things that were happening in my life where it was like, it, they were certainly changing my scope of perspective. And I was like, wow, there are the, there are people that I want to seek out in terms of like mentorship that are mm-hmm. doing some like <laughs> uber legit thing, like crazy, like life things, you know what yep. I mean? Like well beyond the scope of just uh, art or well beyond the scope of just athletics or whatever have you. Yeah. It's like life stuff. And I was like, I, I, w- I just want to meet these people. I want to study with them. I want to see what it is. Cause I, I'm, I was feeling this void and you know, it's, um, uh, I, get, I think purpose was more the, the void of what it is. I think it's really important to, to seek purpose. Like we oftentimes uh, like go through um, periods of like seeking happiness, which is great yeah. for, to, for an extent. But I, I think for lasting happiness, I think seeking purpose is uh, at least for me anyway, was, some, was, was more important at the time. And I was yeah. like, man, I'm just not feeling like, not feeling a purpose. I feel like I have all this, I have something to give. I don't know necessarily what that what? is or yeah. whatever, but I feel like I have something and I'm not doing it now. And I'm, you know, it leads to depression and anxiety and just a whole bunch of, you know, nonsense. And I, I'd had a, you know, a meditation, yoga, breath, mindfulness practice for, you know, 15 years, 20 years to yeah. that point. And I was like, man, you know, there's something here. I feel great when I do this. And then even just with my friends or family or, or smaller groups, when I would, you know, teach or be a part of that, it, it, it felt great. Mm. Like it felt great. It felt like to me, like doing a great project. Hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah, like, no, this is making a difference. Like we're, this is, we're, we're doing something that can really help here. You know, it was like that. And I was like, man, I got to, I want to check this out where like this becomes base level and all the projects that I want to choose now are just in addition to this base level of like purpose, security, yeah. uh, abundance, you know, the diff- different different areas of your life that have to be, you know, fulfilled for the whole pie to be complete. And I was yeah. like, man, doing all these other things are fulfilling more and I feel more purpose when I'm doing this one thing that yeah. like, you know, performing at that point that was filling up all the rest of the chart before. And I was like, I just, yeah, I just, I wanted to, to seek something that was more um, sustaining so I could choose what I wanted to choose artistically. I don't think I, I I'll at least speak for myself. I was going to say, I don't think you're alone in that. Um, yeah. I wanted to find purpose. I don't, I feel like I, I've struggled with the same things at times. Like I feel like I have, things inside of me that I feel like I'm meant to give to the world or that I want to share and that come from love. And, and, but sometimes it just, it can feel like I, but I don't know what that is or how to get that across. And a lot of it is for me being blocked by my own stumbling blocks, you know? Sure. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's a lot of people were our own worst enemy, especially artists. I mean, I can, you know, especially artists where we're our own worst enemy. Yeah. And you spoke a lot about how that has, how it's helped you. So I want you to speak a little about the breathwork stuff because it's, it's Greek to me. Like I, to some degree, I know meditating and breathing, but when you talk about breathwork, you've done a lot of 
a lot of research and exploring into this and I kind of want to get a better idea of it. Mm-hmm. And also you've said that like when we just touched base quickly the other day to, to schedule this, to get to talk, you were saying how many artists you've met doing this, practicing mm-hmm. this now that it's helped and that, so I want to kind of hear about it. Yeah. I think a big part of the, um, the, the greater understanding of it is how, physiologically that it, it can affect us. And a big part of understanding how physiologically it can affect us is understanding our biology. And uh, to me, that was like insanely fascinating that just the way we breathe can affect all of these reactions that are happening within us. Uh, and, you know, there are, there, are, there are a few moments throughout that, like you touch this space of just like, Oh my God, that's, that's what it is. That's it. I don't know what it is, but that's, that's that thing. You know, it's almost like, um, it, and it could have been at the time, like a DMT trip, you know, mm. breathing, you can, you can activate uh, DMT. It's, you know, a molecule that exists in your lungs and in, uh, in your eyes. And it's believed it's associated with the <clears throat> pineal gland, like all throughout, you know, e- uh, Egyptology or, um, even the Greeks and Romans would talk about the pineal gland. And that's why like acorns are represented everywhere throughout and like the Fibonacci sequences, all these, t- you know, so th- the pineal gland mm. essentially is, uh, it's a, a part of our brain that is uh, responsible for like melatonin and serotonin. And that's why it's, a, the eyes are affected and there's huh. in the eyes, but they call it the God particle and every living thing has DMT in it, right? They, they can't, it, yeah. it can't exist without it. So same thing with us. So it's, they call it the golf park because everything is interconnected. Well, there are certain, you know, uh, breath techniques and, and beliefs where you can activate DMT so you have these spiritual experiences. And there have been a couple of times when I first, like, you know, 15 years ago, that happened and I didn't know what happened or what it was or whatever. And it was just like, oh, my God, like, what was that? And it was just like quest almost like chasing your, you're chasing this thing. Uh, and then I did you know, around, this is five years ago at this point, four or five years, around of Wim Hof breathing. And I was there in like three minutes. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. What is this? And the more that I did it, the more I was like, I have to learn what's going on. Like one, I have to meet this guy, but two, I have to understand what's physiologically, what's happening in my body. Yeah. So, as I like to say now, what I was on a quest to do is bring like the woo-woo to reality. Mm. And I think a big part of doing that is understanding how physically things work, like the mechanisms with, of, of which anyway, you know, parts of our body work and how the breath can affect that hmm. specifically. And the more I dug, the more I was like, man, people got to learn about this. This is like you look at times now we're in a pandemic, like just the way with that we breathe can help with our immune system. You know what I mean? Just understanding of our sympathetic and our parasympathetic uh, nervous system and the difference between the two and how you can activate the parasympathetic nervous system is vital right now. You know, we're talking about chronic inflammation, which is 80% of all disease in our body is because most people can't get into a parasympathetic state. The parasympathetic state is like the brake pedal of our nervous system. Mm. They call it the rest and digest or the breed and feed part of the nervous system. It's when we rest. It's when like you're in a trusted environment. It's when we heal. It's when we commune. It's when we digest food. It's when we get mm. back to homeostasis, like base level. So our cells can, can heal, right? So when we're in a sympathetic state, that's like a fight or flight response, right? So our adrenaline's up. But it also means that our inflammatory um, 
chemicals or everything, but like that, the hormones, you know, like uh, cortisol for one. Um, so if we're constantly in a sympathetic state, meaning we're constantly stressed, it means we're constantly inflamed. So that's why there's like so much hmm. rampant disease because of chron chronic inflammation. Well, you can, you're, hmm. especially now with times that are so stressful, we're constantly being bombarded with stress, whether it's from the computer or TV, oh, yeah. or we're constantly being bombarded. So we very rarely get into a parasympathetic state. Well, what a lot of people don't, hmm. I, and I, I say a lot, but I was one of them. The way that you breathe the, what you're witnessing and what you're experiencing affects the way that you breathe and the way that you breathe affects the inner workings of how you operate. Well, what I was going to say, it's just amazing because if you think about any aspect of life, when you're not doing well or the first thing people always tell you to do is breathe, breathe. Like that is, or like, like breathing is the most essential thing that we do to stay alive. Like we have to breathe. And it's amazing. I, I'll speak for myself. Even when I've gone to physical therapy, they'll tell me, that I don't breathe right. Like, you know, like I, I, I don't actually rest enough to breathe right. I hold on to, it sounds like kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, and it affects so much. I mean, it, it, this sounds weird, but like you get deep into it, even the placement of your tongue. That's you what know? I was, he, that's exactly it. That yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't stay on the roof of my mouth. That so, it lies So flat. what happens, so what happens is exactly then, it gets, it. then it gets caught in your throat a little bit more and you're not getting in enough oxygen for your body, which, you know, ultimately means that like for sleep, you're not getting in deep right. REM sleep. You're not, and if you're not in deep REM sleep, you're not being fully healed. Your cells aren't, you know, reproduced. That's, it's like, it's, it's fascinating. A but it's really cool. We didn't talk about this before. I know. That's why I'm like, that's amazing. Cause it's exactly like I, I've been like, since I went to PT about this and he's like, be conscious, make sure you're, you're like, your tongue is on the roof of your mouth and you're not letting it lay there. And it's like yeah. something that I'm trying to be conscious of. So it's amazing yeah. that we're talking about it. Yeah, we even have these strips. Um, the other uh, breath thing that I do is called Oxygen Advantage. It's, it's geared more towards, well, a lot towards athletes, um, but it's- Cause you weren't always, just so, just to like, so this sounds very, like you said, woo woo. To some people, this may sound that way. And like, you've always mm -hmm. been very athletic into sports and everything. So this is like such a, it's like so aligned with that. And yet it's also such a branch further or, or it's a, such an extension yeah. of that it, kind of, you yeah. know, go ahead. It, it's an extension for sure. I mean, it's, it's the same way where right now they're looking in athletics for like movement coaches. You know, where there are different um, coaches for, for like different modalities for, for athletics. Uh, but the breath itself, like yeah. the way that we process, the way that our body uh, responds biochemically to the changes, meaning like the difference in carbon dioxide mm -hmm. and oxygen in our system is like directly connected to our performance. You know, so learning how to breathe to maximize oxygen uptake is like yeah. vital for, for any performer. You know, even in like there, even in, for, for, for stage performers. Um, I'm, I'm like kind of laughing because I'm thinking of things, but I'll tell you after, go ahead. They, I'm sure the connections are like, like crazy because that's the thing. It's like the, every, you, everything that we do, the breath is connected. So it's like whatever your avenue you're going in, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I can see that. Um, but, you know, one of the things that um, 
happens if we don't like uh, breathe from the diaphragm. It's one of the reasons why it's so important for athletes and also performers to breathe from the diaphragm because mm-hmm. if not, blood gets taken from the legs, so your legs give way. So it's like really? you're not on stable ground. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot happens within the body when we don't properly breathe that compensates for the fact that we're not properly breathing. And it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole slew of bad, even just mouth breathing. We're not supposed to mouth breathe ever. I know. And we see a shit (laughs) ton of mouth breathing. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Like mouth breathing is not good. There's a reason. Who was it? Um, it's not good. It was like Burt Kreischer or, or one of those comedians <laughs> were like, yeah, my kids are mouth breathers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like that. And there's just this understanding that like mouth breathers are just like a little under the intelligence radar. And there's a reason for it is because their brains are constantly inflamed. So, They're not getting proper oxygen to their brain. It's like, that's yeah. fascinating. That's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Wow. Okay. That's have, a t-shirt. Don't be a mouth breather. I know. I, I'm like, dude, that's his. Nobody could yeah. take it. Yeah. Copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so you said like, you know, do you feel like you've been feeling since exploring this more? Do you feel like you've been fe- feeling more whole and oh my God, yeah. purposeful? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. And it's opened. What's funny too is like the rooms that I'm in now are like the rooms that I was trying to like knock on for years acting wise like the yeah, people I was that say, i'm meeting acting. yeah the people that i'm meeting like the opportunities for acting are are much more uh prominent because of like this thing and how i'm looked at here and like meeting the people that i'm and then it's like oh yeah. wait you you also do that thing oh my god you should dude you should come and do this stuff i gotta introduce you to these people this is fucking crazy because even right now if you wanted to do a round like we could do a round it takes three minutes to do but the, the what you feel is just insane so the people that experience it it's like it's it's i know that this sounds woo woo but uh it's like an honest not to me i just I, i'm giving like listeners and, and viewers the the like i know some of you don't feel like that you know about certain things and you're kind of like hey all right buddy but no, yeah. I'm, I'm with you i'm open to i'm definitely open and there are a lot of yeah. people that are as well to me it's like the 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 soul like resides in the stillness, right? Those you get, you get the true messages of your higher self when you're Mm. in stillness. And this is the most efficient way that I've ever found in a, you know, a couple of decades of searching for something to get there, to get to that stillness, to get to that vastness. And you're just there. Like you're just, you just are. And it's like the, that it's to me, it's like the place of creativity and whatever it is that you want to create, you can create, but it's like opportunity resides there. And need it be, need it be very difficult to start trying to practice things like this. And so I know, and I want to hear about where you, like where people can find you in your work and, you know, and we're going to get there because I think it's important. Um, But yeah, is it something like, is it overwhelming? For no. me, well, for me to start anything, it's like, oh, but this is the whole thing. No, 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 no. And I it'd mean, be simple. I, yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, there are plenty of apps um, that, you know, exist where, uh, uh, not just, that, you know, YouTube clips of whatever. Like for me, I started just looking at YouTube Wim Hof stuff for, for Wim. I, I started looking at that. Yeah. And that sent me on a, a whole different path. But um, I remember years ago looking at Brian Weiss. Brian Weiss is a, um, 
I believe he still runs the Mount Sinai Clinic uh, in Miami University. He's an MD. Okay. He, he essentially was one of the like pioneers of um, regression meditation, like going into past lives, past mm -hmm. life regressions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I I did a few things with him um, as well. And uh, I started, I think, just typing in like Brian Weiss meditations or whatever. And there yeah. was some like breathing there. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. I liked how I felt when I was breathing. And like, for me, it's difficult just to sit there and like, oh, like, you know, I got to be doing something. I'm an active dude. So it's like <sighs> doing stuff like where it's breath and continual. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to, you know, ease into it's like much easier for me than to just sit there, you know? So I was like, oh, wow, this breath, huh. there's, there's something to that. I, I dig it. I like it. It's active. And then I, you know, going through different breath modalities from, you know, Kundalini or different kinds of uh, um, yoga practices or prana practices. Yeah. And then I found Wim and I was like, God, man, this is it. This is it. And then I was like, okay, I really have to learn scientifically like what is happening. And that's when I studied, started going with the oxygen advantage that I just finished up with. Mm. Uh, before I came here, I was out in LA studying with, uh, Patrick McEwen and, um, like learning about the, the biology and physiology helped me really understand the spiritual more. And then, it, you know, I got much deeper into different things. Like, um, if you want to go down a woo woo path, you know, you look up, um, all for it. <laughs> look up. I mean, you can do it on your computer right now. Like, yeah. you know, it, Egyptian, just look up, uh, the eye of Horus and the thalamus okay, and you'll see on. that if the brain sammy check it out right if i were to cut my brain in half like this mm -hmm. and open it up like this you know the eye of horus it's like the Egyptian that's the first eye. thing I, yeah 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 that that looks like the thalamus of the brain so like a lot of egyptology a lot of symbols uh, are of the actual physical body and what they represent so check it out and the, yeah the that's what i'm looking at it's crazy. And I mean, that, that's huh. just the tip of the iceberg to a lot of this stuff. So it started sending me down these like other hmm. like deep holes. And I was like, man, this is fucking crazy. I got to learn like both scopes, the like the, 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 the spiritual holistic or like uh, uh, mystical, whatever, along yeah. with the, you know, you know, practical science and biology of it. So, all right. You were, you just came back from, so you're in Boston right now. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, cause I, this is maybe like two months ago and like Corona had just hit and uh, I texted my roommates and I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm planning on catching the red eye coming back. And they were like, Oh, you're oh. <laughs> don't ever do that. They're like, you're coming back. And I was like, yeah. So I was planning on, they're like, uh, maybe not yep. a good idea. I you know. know. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll go to Massachusetts. So you so had all just, my shits in yeah. New York and I'm, I'm here. And you're in Boston, which was, which is home for you or was home. Yeah. Well, my parents, you know, my parents, this is their home and right. this is the house I grew up in and they're in Florida right now for right. a few months and they're not planning on coming back because of everything. So, I right, like, right. you know, it's just, it's just a house. I'd much rather be here chilling in an empty house than being outside and being in an apartment with, you know, in, in Brooklyn with yeah. really nowhere to go. So exactly. Yeah. It's tough. So, so you were in the middle, you were in LA and you had been studying then that was, yeah. 
Yeah, I was out there doing workshop, like hosting workshops, doing them. And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, the certification was a big reason why I was out there. And I was like, oh, I just okay. gotta, I'll teach while I'm out there and just turn it into kind of like a workcation for a few mm. months. I wanted to set it up. That was the other thing, too, that getting back to what we were talking about before yeah, yeah. With, with acting, where I was like, what do I want out of my life? And I was like, I, I, I care so deeply about hanging out with my family and friends. And it's like, I, for me to be a prisoner of... Uh, oh no, I have to be here. I have to, I was like, fuck that man. Like that, nah, something's up. This isn't, that ain't bala shit. You know? And I was like, that, <laughs> I, I was like, what do I want to do? And I was, I, you know, I said, I, I want to organize my life where I can go for extended periods of time to places where my loved ones are yep. and set up communities there where I can teach this stuff because yep. it's, it's transformative and hang out with them. And, yeah. That, that they also happen to be in places where, you know, it's, it's LA and New York and Boston yeah. where, you know, film industry and everything is uh, big, but. I mean, you kind of, you found a way to carve out a life for yourself and find a way to love it and make it work for you as opposed to having to work. And not that you don't work for your life, but that it works for you. You don't have to be a slave to the, somebody else's parameters. Yeah, that was a big part of it was was uh, time frame and just ha- always having to be on someone else or some other time frame. And it's yeah. like, no, I, I, that's not, that ain't bala shit. <laughs> I want to make my own schedule and, and have, you know, things fill into that, not me always having to go search. Like, how can I create my life so this stuff just comes into the parameters yep. in which I set? Like, we all need boundaries. Yeah. You know, one of the things I still say, I still quote Abe to this day where it's like, the uh, you know the banks of the, the fixed river have to be fixed have to be so strong so yep. the river can just flow if not it's still water and it's like the to me the, i get kind of woo woo where like i feel the universe is the same way you have to mm-hmm. give it parameters in which you know you want to operate under or else shit will just come flooding in and you'll get overwhelmed mm. or nothing will come in because you won't allow it because yep. you don't know what you want but I was like, no, I want to set this like this where I'm setting my stuff. And if it's something that I want to do, then I'll bring it into my schedule. And, you know, I I looked at it in a way of like, I'm a boss running a company and the company just happens to be myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, my life. And then once that started happening and I was like, oh, this, then other things happened. Like I met my business partner and we, you know, started companies and it was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to. This is, this is flow. This is like what flow yes. is, you know? Yep. Yeah. You know, it's so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So you just talked about your business partner. So I want to hear, I want to hear about your businesses, but I just wanted to ask you before we go there, what, what kind of a space were you in before Corona? Like you had just left, did you, you were getting certified? You were on, a high. You were on a high. high. Oh yeah. Big time. I just done. So for the past two years or so, I've been traveling around the country doing Wim Hof workshops, or yeah. traveling around, you know, doing with sometimes with, you know, huge, huge groups of people. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like Tony Robbinsy type shit, you know? What I yeah, mean? yeah. And you're like buzzing because I'm one of the people on stage and it's like, you know, so anyway. Uh, no, that's wonderful. That's there amazing. Were, there were uh four four or five workshops out in LA that were surrounding this certification process and the certification process was something that I've been studying for and been you know getting at for for a bit and like yeah this was the the three four day culmination of it so it was like uh, you know all of the workshops too because of uh 
fucking you <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow has single-handedly like skyrocketed ticket sales for all of us in the Wim Hof community because of her goop series yes right so this was after that so I've never seen it of, but I know me neither yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah so all of our all of all of the, my events sold out you know what I mean so it was like the four wow. events that were that were kick-ass like um, I was out oh, there wow. with my, with my buddy who, um, you know, one of he's fam, you know, that yep. he, he and his wife are, are family and she's deep in the entertainment industry. She's, mm. you know, she's a writer for a network show. That's great. And, um, it, it was just like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, this is, this is the plan culminated, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, this is the beginning stages of like us growing the empire on different fronts and on the same path as yep. well. And, um, and then Corona was just like, pow, psych. Right. Yeah. I know. And I think that that's like, you know, it's, it's funny because that was for me, like it took me a while in my own life to get to a point where I was like, all right, I'm carving out this space for myself in the universe. Yeah, because you were hustling. You've been hustling for a fucking minute, man. Yeah, right? Like, you know, man, thanks. Because, yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. But then I was like, you know what? And then I decided to do this podcast, not this one big face, what was originally supposed to be. And it was something that I felt was good for me to do. It was going to help other people. And I was just happy that I was going to be doing this because it felt like it was going to be a good thing and purposeful. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Corona happened. And then it just, I, my spirit just went like, like, I just felt like, what is the point of anything? And like what, and it took me a little, it took me a hot second to get out of it and to realize and to get out of myself and I'm not the only one struggling and, and to realize that this could be, I could use what I was going to do in a different way and still help people. And, right. um, and so that, you know, that's, we've talked about this, but do you feel like, you know, how do you feel like you've been doing since Corona kind of messed your plans? And well, that's the first part, part A. <laughs> it's weird because it, it, it like it, some things are really great. Like some things are really great. So yep. there's, there's also that guilt of like feeling really good right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's okay so, though. Right. And then, and then there's other parts where it's like, I got, you know, I, I took a chop to the nards, like heavily financially. Yeah. So it's like, but right now I have a house where I don't, have to i don't have to pay rent at my parents yep. house that i'm staying in right now so there's a blessing like yeah my my freezer's stocked full of food that you know i i don't have to worry for the next few months of like oh what am i, I, I know. you know that kind of thing it's like there's things are accessible i was thinking the other day just in terms of like if shit were like what do what do i like need i was like what other things do i like quote unquote need right now mm-hmm. i was like really just another <laughs> granted this is a sasquatch talking but i was like <laughs> a, a supply a supply of clean water because i was like look at how fucking fragile we are now i know look at how fragile we are what if something happened to our water i uh, like i'm i'm looking out in my backyard again granted it's me talking but i'm like <laughs> I, i'm like i could survive on I some squirrels <laughs> i like there are enough squirrels and birds here i'd be all right like but if shit were to really go down i I don't know how to uh, distill water. I don't know how to like turn, you know, shit water into clean water and things. I know. 
God, we're fucking fragile. I, um, so in, in, in one way, I'm like, things are amazing. I don't, I don't really have any worries. Like I'm not the one that's probably going to be affected by this. So I have to like be cool yeah. to make sure that other people aren't in contact, you know, with me and yeah. just do my part as a citizen in that regard. Um, and also I want to help, you know, we're starting to reach out to first responders and to people in the healthcare industry because yeah. they're, they're on the front lines and they're often, they oftentimes don't take a, a moment for themselves. So we're offering like free stuff for them and things like that. So a, a whole slew of emotions to fully answer your question, like yeah. going back and forth from, man, things are really good right now to fuck. There's a pandemic right I know. now, man, to like, Hey, how much of this is, is like, is inflated and how much of this is it like what is real yeah. and that's yeah. another part is like we don't know, know. what's real or not and the unknowing drives you crazy too so it, it there's a whole there's a whole slew of it i mean the, but overall in terms of health and in terms of like family health and happiness and great all, all the the important yeah. things like yeah uh, there was um we we used to have neighbors across the street from us in the the woman's father i loved i fucking love this guy mm. he didn't have more than a fifth uh, fifth grade education, but was just a businessman, a badass, like a man's man, and yeah. a, a multi multi millionaire, self made. And he, um, he, like, I lost like five bucks or something one day. And, and like that to me, you know, when I growing up, you had money. And I was like, and I, oh, yeah, it, and when you're it, a kid, yeah. Yeah. And, and he goes, <laughs> you know, if, if money's your problem, you don't have real problems if money's your only problem you don't have mm. like real problems you see that's some and i was like it, you know what the fuck? I lost my <laughs> bucks, man. it's like a pack of it's baseball of cards you know what that <laughs> is it can be a ken griffey jr in there this i don't know. fucking know <laughs> the potential of loss is great right now sir this guy i don't know shit yeah idiot <laughs> go back to school get your sixth grade diploma uh, but he was, you know, this is a dude that saw a lot of, a lot of like tr real stuff, you know, like came to yeah. on a boat here and we provided the family back in, you know, the old country, like that kind of thing. So it always hit me. So, I mean, financially, yeah, it's been, it's been fucking shitty. I've had yeah. cancel, like six, six events so far, which is, yeah. that's my, you know, that's income. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my, that's it. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I, you know, I'm healthy. Things Thank can God. be much, much worse. I got two arms. They work. Right. Two legs. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. How do you think you how do you think you'd be doing emotionally without the breath work? Just curious uh, how it worse. how it affects I mean, things. I, yeah, I'm sure I'd uh, <laughs> uh, have a lot more anxiety. That's for sure. I want in on this breath work. Like, yeah, I want to get it. Do, we should do a sesh. We should yeah. do a session. For real. And so it's not, so it's interesting. So it's not, um, it's not just all being still and like meditative. It's, it's actually active. That's, that's really interesting for me. Well, the thing that's super cool about it too, is it automatically puts you into that stillness where mm. you're like, mm. it, it, it catapults you there. So you're just there and you're like, oh my God, like. First of all, I'm holding my breath for an, an extraordinarily long time. 
that's kind of weird. But then you just like, okay, well, I don't need to breathe right now. That was one of the things with me, like understanding what was happening physiologically. Like, wait, I'm holding my breath. I'm getting uh, like, am I depleting my overall oxygen? Am I mm. like, what is happening? Why don't I want to breathe right now? If I, if I ha don't have enough oxygen, how am I not? And then started learning about how CO2 affects your body and what you can do with the breath to alkalize your blood where you drop mm. the CO2 level. And, and, you know, the main reason why we breathe is because carbon dioxide gets built up and we have to release it and then and oh, take yeah. oxygen, stuff like that. But when you do certain kinds of breath modalities, you can drop that CO2 level. And when you do, you can extend the breath for a, a real long time and, and uh, or the breath hold for quite a long time. And... Um, like what happens there is pretty extraordinary. Like the people that just won the three people that just won the Nobel Prize, uh, I think in science. Is that how that Nobel Prize? Um, <laughs> it was on it was on apoxia in um, hypercapnia or hypocapnia, where it's like lower O2, lower CO2 levels, and what happens within the cells when that goes down, and the regeneration that happens, and um, uh, you know with the mitochondria. And it was like it's yeah. fascinating shit, but it's like it's that that's where the woo woo comes to reality like what happens when you hold your breath you know like are you flooding your body with energy you know because a lot of times it's like oh you know you flood your body with energy like feel if and it's like yeah okay what does that mean and then it's like once you learn like oh when you hold your breath red blood cells come out of your spleen because that's where your blood bank is so when you have an excess or a depletion of blood that's where it goes to the spleen well, when you hold your breath for an extended period of time, your spleen releases oxygenated red blood, hmm. right? So when you're doing these breath holds, like what does it mean to be filled with energy? Well, you're filling your cell, you're, you're filling your, your, your body with highly oxygenated red blood, which then goes to your brain, which is why you feel these high feelings, right? Hmm. When you do certain kind of breath work, you know, we have an endocannabinoid system. This is what fascinates me about, you know, I, I love cannabis I, you know i think you you know this, this i know i think you know this about me <laughs> oh i know <laughs> and uh you know we have an endocannabinoid system <laughs> within us and like within yeah. our brain and it's like when you smoke cannabis you release this molecule called anandamide and ananda yeah. it's bliss it's a bliss molecule mm. that's why we feel good it's the feel good molecule it's when the molecules you feel good we can do that with breath work, you can release that molecule anandamide with breath work, like it's part of the endocannabinoid system that we tap into. And it's like, you know, there are these, uh, there are these uh, uh, physiological responses that happen that affect you spiritually. And that's like kind of mm. what I, what, when I started to like bridge that, when I started to learn more about yeah. like the physical, it made me appreciate the spiritual even more because it's like, oh man, I, this is how we're physically doing something, but we're tapping into something fucking deep, man. Like real deep. Yeah. So is it, I'm it like, is, I'm so intrigued. You would love it, Sammy. I, you know what you, you would be, um, I feel uh, a big proponent of this especially artistically like man you would have ideas that would just be like oh my god like we i want to do this and do this and do this yeah. and then you you know it, it kind of breaks down the walls of your um self self uh perpetuated boundaries or or limitations that sounds like a dream yeah. to to this gal that yeah. sounds amazing. Like that's, you know, this is why I want to do it, you know, have different series for artists. Like I have stuff, we have stuff for, um, one of our, our companies. So, tell, so, so you, our, yeah. so your business partners, so you're talking, you have businesses. Tell us. Yeah. So, so one, uh, right now that is 
uh, quite important and really near and dear to us is called the intentional teacher. Kathy is my business partner. She's a, a public school teacher of 15, 16 years uh, in Brooklyn. And um, originally what we were doing was going into the classrooms to teach administration and teachers, you know, breath and yeah. meditation, and then create an environment in the classroom where they show the kids and teach them, you know, about, you know, different kinds of um, ways that they can affect their body for, yeah. you know, optimal living with it. Uh, and it, it was it was great. It was wonderful. And then this happened, and we were like, okay, we got to switch these up where we incorporate you know more communities because more you know parents are becoming teachers now, and it's like how do teachers take care of themselves? How does so? It's like we need to create this vocabulary for health and wellness where um, families can do this, like at home, and schools can hire us now because they're all doing you know, remote learning where yeah. this is being taught. Like this wasn't taught to us before. We didn't know any of this stuff. So yeah. like, there's a, there's a Ever. need for it. And what we were seeing too, when we were in the classroom was just like the environment was that much better, you know, and she can talk more in depth on this, but like kids were more apt to learn and teachers were calmer and more patient. And it was just wonderful. It was just a great well, environment. What... So that's what we want to do. One of the companies is to get into school, our, the school systems and, uh, you know, that's amazing. Have this as a part of yeah, some some curriculum or extracurricular, and um, yeah, just make a difference. You know, with uh, accessibility too is is real important. You know, like this isn't this isn't accessible to everybody. It's no, just not, it's just know, not, it's just not it's just not the way of the world yet. Right. Yet. So you know, her schools are are um, definitely places that we want to get into, and you know, for underprivileged and underrepresented yeah. communities and teach them, you know, spiritual, like the ways to access your, or ways to access yourself spiritually that the, you know, that you can do. It's free. It's, it, and also too, uh, and I'm talking a lot about the spiritual, what it does for your immune system. No, it's, it's just yeah. fucking insane. Like this is how we build up our immune system. This is a humongous part of it is, you know, how to, how one properly breathe, but to also do different exercises and like hormesis, the idea of hormesis, it's mm -hmm. short term stress, which, which essentially equals long term strength. So like going to the gym, right? Going to the gym, you're in a state yeah. of hormesis. It's a short-term stress where you're stressing your cells, but that mm. stress equals long-term strength. Yep. Well, what happens so much now because we don't do stuff like that. That's why I love the, the ice baths that I do or the cold plunges that I do. Like those aren't enjoyable. They, they're enjoyable after the fact or they're enjoyable like, you know, three quarters of the way through. But they, got, they suck initially. I think I'd enjoy it. I'm like you people- would, Yeah, I know. No, dude, I take- yeah. Even in the winter, I take ice cold showers every day. It's, which that's so important. But I don't. It's just because I don't like hot showers. It's not for any other reason. Yeah. But like, I don't know why. It just feels good to take a really cold shower. Yeah. But people are like, "That's effing crazy." Yeah. Well, it's it's something that certainly is is not in the, the rare. Yeah. Well, it's not in it, it, or at least it hasn't been until recently in the scope of you know popular. Uh, discussion or like yeah uh everyone's like that's what psychopaths do you're a psychopath <laughs> it's great though like culture that's something that people have been doing since the beginning of whenever taking cold plunges and yeah dude i it's really good for you like, there's something it's, very it's, invigorating about it it's it's yeah you release hormones that like shoot to your to your brain that like you know, you feel more clear. It helps with inflammation, specifically with inflammation. That's probably um, why it's good. Precisely. And like, yeah. you know, you think about brain inflammation, that's real. So if you have less inflammation in the brain, plus you're releasing these hormones because you're, you're technically shocking yourself 
but mm. it's like that's what hormesis is you, it's like a short-term thing that will mm. ultimately be really beneficial it's similar like yoga is a you know it's a form yeah. of hormesis because you're doing something strenuous you're doing you right know. um so having this effect after the fact too in addition to inflammation being down it's like a, a little turbo boost into optimized city I'm I'm laughing because uh, Vicky, like I went to visit my brother when he lived in uh, in Portland, Oregon. We were like, uh, we we went camping like on the coast, and uh, and it was freezing. Like you couldn't go in the water. It was like really cold. But like then I want to go in the water. Yeah. So the only people that went in were like me and my brother's best friend, and like everybody else stayed out. We like ran in, and he like ran the fuck out, and I like was like I'm in. Like I just wanted to stay in. Like I I think it's the most amazing feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, just to give you a little, like, whatever in terms of how it affects your uh, nervous system. Tell me, system that's, too. I'm curious. So, g- cold training can, can vastly strengthen your nervous system. And here's how. Mm. So, uh, the thing in our, uh, there's a part of our brain that reads like the externals. And uh, it's I wanted the, to just o- offer you a drink, which I can't. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, see, I did already. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka style of uh, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Travels through space. <laughs> I'm that good. <laughs> yeah, Willie. Um, well, I had to, sorry, you were saying uh, uh, how it affects the nervous system. So we have this part of our brain that's the intersection between our endocrine system and our nervous system. It's the mm-hmm. hypothalamus, right? So it will read the surrounding areas and essentially adjust the body to a state to get back to homeostasis. That's its whole mission is to get back to homeostasis, which is base level, cool, complected. Like, yeah. ah, right. So if it's too hot, you start to, the hypothalamus reads the externals. Those open up the, you know, the, uh, your, your glands, your sweat glands, vasodilation, you'll start to sweat and cool down and you'll get back to homeostasis. If it's too cold, you'll have vasoconstriction where the capillaries close up. It will send all the warm blood from your externals to your vital organs to help maintain even body temperature, Hmm. homeostasis, right? So when you get into an ice bath or when you take a cold shower, your hypothalamus reads that external. It's like, oh shit, let's get out. One, (laughs) this is a stress, but two, also let's have this reaction like vaso constriction so mm-hmm. your 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 um your capillaries and your blood vessels they they close up right well when you're able to breathe through that this is where i'm sure where you start to feel like oh wow this is great when you're able to breathe through that primarily exhale because when you exhale you activate your vagus nerve which puts you into a parasympathetic state so even though you're going through a stress of having this cold water on you because you can a- breathe through it uh, calmly, you're telling mm-hmm. your hypothalamus that this surrounding that we just had this violent reaction to isn't so bad because we can breathe mm. through it so we don't have to respond as violently. So then your capillaries, your blood vessels, they open up a little bit more. You get more warmth throughout mm. your, your externals because your body's not going into survival mode where all the warm blood has to go to your vitals. It can be released into your your you know your externals again and you're all good. So literally by going into the cold water and breathing through it, you're raising the base level of your nervous system response because you had this violent reaction to it, but you were able to breathe through it, telling your system like, chill, we don't have to react on a 10. We can react on a three. 
hmm. like scale of one to 10 type thing. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. literally raising that, that response. So now it takes more external stress to stress you out as it did before. So just by taking huh. the cold showers, you're constantly training your nervous system to, to shorten that gap between like reaction and homeostasis, between that initial thing happening and getting back to homeostasis. That recovery time, that's what we want to shorten. So the more you chip away at that cold showers, cold showers, you're training your nervous system not to respond so violently to stresses. So, so with, am I getting this right? Cause this is what it's, it translated to me also that with breath work, you are training your mind and your body to be better equipped to handle any stressful, any kind of situation or circumstance. Yeah. On a, on a, a mental front, on a physical front. And on a spiritual a, front. Yeah, physiological front, I mean, yes. Like, to me, well, I think that they all go hand in hand. It's total optimization, definitely, yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty fast, it's like, you're, you're like, you poke the bear, because now I'm like, I wanna know so much more. <laughs> yeah, it's the I wanna try it, that's, yeah. It's like, it's like the key into the Pandora's box of how we operate and how we work. It's like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I, and, and I, I say this in a lot of like, the talks or whatever that I give, yeah. but I find it fascinating that every modality, every spirituality, every whatever, has some kind of sacred name for the breath. Whether it's prana, you can build your mm. key, you build your chi, like, it's yep. breath. It's like, you know, that's what I was saying. It's the, it's the thing that people always say, breathe, breathe. Like it's healing. Like that in and of itself is a healing action. Breath, mm. breathing. Do you, I, this could have been the last movie that I've ever, that I've seen. It's just to, you're, you're like, you've seen parts of it? Like Avatar, I think. Um, I was, I, uh, when was that? Years ago or whatever? But there was- I've, there I have to a, tell you about something after this. Go ahead. There, there, there is a scene in it. I remember where they're like, they're there and they're chanting and they're all together and they're going through this. Like, oh, oh, oh. And that's like, that's the fucking shit that we do. That's it. You no. know what I mean? We get in groups, a bunch of hippies and we'll be drumming, but like we'll be entering different kind of states through breath work. Like you can, you can absolutely do that. Like mm -hmm. it's been scientifically done through, you know, where they've had people on, you know, brain monitors to see the different kind of feedback that they get in different kinds of states through breath work, or, you know, they they did a bunch of stuff with Wim where they tested, you know, his heart rate or his, you know, his uh, uh, core body temperature during extreme times and like how we can alter that and adjust and like there've been endless stories that, um, you know, people have been able to do these crazy feats because of that power, the power of the breath, the power of the mind. Do you feel like, so it's funny cause you just said like the last movie I saw. Um, do you not watch a lot of television now? Do you not? Not really. Do you find that through finding soothing and comfort through breath work and the other things that you've done that you reach, that you less so reach to external things to either, I'll speak for myself, like television, like picking anything up to kind of numb out or to soothe. Yeah. They could be one and the same. It depends. Yeah. I, I'm curious. I, I'm very, I'm much more purposeful with my consumption. Like I, I, it, the more that I, I didn't got deeper into it, the more that I uh, wanted to honor my time and just like realize how sacred time is. Like yeah. your, your own time. 
Like I, I, I don't mean to sound whatever this, but like I realized how sacred my time was and not just because, not my time, your time's sacred to you. It has to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's finite in this body. It's not, yeah. it, it, it's going to go, you know? So I, a big part of it was like, well, what am I, what am I focusing on? And, and like the more that I got deeper into the breath, the more I could see how you can start to push like energies around with just your attention, just giving your attention to things. And I was yeah. like, fuck. If that's the case, and I'm physically feeling different parts of my body weighted differently when I'm in these states of breath work because I'm focusing my attention on them, mm. I'm like, well, how much of my attention am I giving away to other things? How much weight am yeah. I pushing? And it, it just was like, wow, I really want to get really purposeful yeah. with my consumption. It's like, uh, you know, I watched an hour of TV yesterday or 40 minutes of TV, but it was very purposeful. I've been on this. Uh, What'd you watch? Um, who is the real Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I haven't I've, watched that. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the, they're like documentary things, but um, it's essentially when the Bible split between, you know, James, who was Jesus' brother and Paul, who is one of the disciples, uh, but written years later. And it was just like, that's when the Jewish uh, traditions or Christian new tradition split from old Jewish tradition. Yeah, And, you know, how Jesus was a Jew and now Christians don't give a fuck that he was a Jew. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus. And it's like, yeah, but the guy that you're praising was this other thing. So don't, how is that? What, right? So it's because But they're the devil. Things. They have horns. <laughs> yeah. And in a way it was, it's funny too. Like, you know, you look at the Mormon religion with John Smith or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's funny. But I tell you, Mormons are some of the nicest people I've ever met uh, in my life. Like I, I, some of the nicest people ever. So it's like, yeah, okay, whatever you believe in something. Yeah. Like this is kind of crazy, so just, but you're awesome and you yeah. treat people well. And that's all I care about is what it's you really do. really all I, I care, exactly. I don't give a shit what you believe. I don't give a shit what you say. It, it's what you do to me that matters. And they're yep. just the energy you put out to the world and other people and yeah, and how you treat. Right. That's, that's what's really important to me. So, so, to, so to give it to the Mormon and John yeah, yeah, Smith. Yeah. So, so Paul was getting these like visions, you know, in dreams from, from Jesus. And that's when it was like, no, you don't have to do these, like these indoctrinated things, like um, be um, kosher or uh, like even circumcision, you yeah, know, yeah. things like that, that like the, the, the dogmatic stuff, the, that he was like, no, that doesn't matter. It's about right. this love and how you live and blah, blah, blah. So it was like that split, but it, point of the whole thing was like, I was like, what do I want to learn about right now? Like, what do we, what do we want to, mm. you know, to, to, to learn, you know, the other things that I'm watching are, uh, I'm into like Bible stuff right now, just from, I grew up in the church, but I've never been, I never been religious. I don't right? give a shit about religion right. more so than like, what are the teachings that they have to teach? And I think, mm-hmm. right, especially right now, it's like, it's kind of important. Like how do these books that have been around for thousands of years, yeah. why, why them? Like why them? Like there's something to that question well beyond religion or well beyond the, 100%. the, the uh, uh, belief in a certain like uh, the belief in a religion, but just getting the stories or whatever. So I've been watching, we've been watching uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, Bible series. Okay. Where I is like, it on? YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I like Jordan Peterson a lot. You might get, yeah. some, hate, you might get some hate mail for, from people. For, for looking <laughs> For hearing, no, for hearing me say that. But I think he's one of the uh, important thinkers of our time right now. Okay. But uh, he, he's You're very, entitled. He's very misrepresented in a, a, his Bible series is, is fucking great. I'm so. curious. I'm curious. Uh, 
And it's funny because I'm like, I'm like laughing because you're not, you're not like dead set on a, like you're, you're open-minded and you're not religious at all. So no. I'd be curious, like if he's like misunderstood uh, and people are like, this guy sucks. Cause you like him. I'm curious. Now I want to yeah. know more about him. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Go down the rabbit hole. Okay. I, I'm kind of gonna want to research this, but you know, what's so funny is that, so everything that we're talking about, it's very, it's very purposeful. It's very thoughtful and it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I've been with you the entire time, but it's also funny to me because I've known you for years and you're also very silly. And oh, I'm a goofball. Yeah. Yeah. And we like laugh a lot. You know what I thought of the other day? I don't need, I doubt you remember this, but we were in, uh, uh, used to be improv either 101 or 201, whatever class we were in together. And do you remember? I'm like, he was probably so oh, stoned. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I, I was stoned, but I remember that. It was a great time. It was wonderful. Dude, it was amazing. We, we were on stage. It was like, you know, the performance at the end of the class. Uh-huh. And whatever it was, and it still cracks me up to this day, you said something to me, and then I said it in this accent where I, I, I must have said it like a Southern belle, but I said like I was from, what did I, I was like, I'm from, meant to be like Minnesota, but I was like, oh, I, like, <laughs> I said it like the biggest Southern belle or something. You were like, you don't sound like you're from Minnesota. <laughs> Like it totally took it off track and I was like dying laughing. And whenever I think of it, I laugh so hard. You know what I think of from that show? What? Your move when you when you turned into the cop. What I don't remember this. Yeah, so something was going on and like the scene was just it was like we were all dragging. I think it was a uh like a, a, a game or whatever. Yeah. And, and just all of a sudden you're like, All right, everyone stick them up. And like you just turned into this cop and we're like What's that? <laughs> but it was great. Oh, it was so much fun. It was great. I always remember that for like a move to keep in your back pocket. You know how you see moves and you're like, that's going to take that. And that's, like, that's. Throw it away for, it was brilliant. It was so funny. But I, I remember, remember that. that's one of the moves. So. That's so funny because I don't remember that at all. I do remember one time in class, we had to go around and keep the rap going. And yeah. I was like, and I couldn't think of anything. And I'm like, so you want to be hardcore, <laughs> like, something like that. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> like, it was so weird. Dude, that was fun. That was fun as hell. All right. You know, UCB shut down. What? UCB shut down, man. Like, because of this or? Done, done. Yeah. Since this, since Corona? I, apparently there are some, I, I don't know, like, I don't know the inner workings, but yeah. since, since they like have been getting bigger and bigger, I guess there were more and more problems, you know, that mm. kind of thing. But yeah, the Corona, I think was the straw that broke the camel's back. But like last week, yeah. That's, I'm shocked. I was I, like, that was one of the few times, there have been a few times where like things have happened where, where I, it has like hit me. See, I, uh, that was I, one of them. I love, I mean, we went through, like, I love UCB, man. UCB was awesome. I like, you know, it's interesting because I've had uh, mixed feelings about it since. Not the school itself. The community? Y- y- the community and the way that um, it doesn't matter if you've studied improv. It, being a casting director in that sense, like seeing that they, it doesn't matter if you have a lot of experience with improv. They want people that are 
in UCB in their community doing, you know, groups and all that stuff. Otherwise it kind of doesn't even matter that you have improv experience. And it's so, it, it kind of frustrates me because there are so many other great ways of doing improv. I'm not a, I'm not a, it has to be one certain way. Um, but I'll UCB, be honest. I don't, th I, I personally for actors don't think that UCB is the best improv place for actors for performing. I think it was the best. I think it was, I think it had the best performers for sure. The performers at UCB, in my opinion, oh, they were and this so is just my opinion, they were, they were the best in the city. They were so skilled, um, man. But I don't personally think that the games or the skills necessarily that you acquired from UCB helped um, your acting performing. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think the pit, uh, or, or uh, uh, a magnet rather, um, mm -hmm. uh, and the annoyance I thought was really good for that too. Which I you, would, you were there for a while. Yeah, which focused a lot on um, character, not necessarily not necessarily game, but character, game, right? You know, so there. But I, I will say this: like UCB to me was the best. It was the it was the like the mecca. You know, it was yes. like the place where you wanted to study. It was yep. the place where you saw, oh shit, that dude That's is on exactly. SNL, and he's right. ten feet away from me. Exactly. And I'm studying in the same place as him. Like it's crazy. I know. All right. I'm in the right place. Like that, that was the thing. But then it, it just, it, you know, it got rage against the machined man. You know, it just got too big for its own good, I think. And that's what I think. It, I'll tell you when it moved, like there was a piece of me when it moved from Chelsea that I was like, Oh, it's not the same. Like mm. I saw, once I saw the building, I was like, Whoa, this, I know this lot, this isn't, this will never be the same. It's, it's really strange. That's why, like, I know Corona happened and, and maybe it was, it was due to that, but like, I feel like there must've been a lot of stuff happening for it to have hit Just, that point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I, know. It's, you know, I, I love that place. That place yeah. is a hallowed ground for me. I can't, I, I, I have to take that in. Like I, I that's Same, crazy it, to me. It rocked me a little bit. It's an institution. Like to me, it was because, um, it, I'm what shocked. was it? Improv Olympic closed down in uh, LA and Chicago, I believe. And uh, that's like, so nuts. I can't so believe now it's it shut like down. Groundling, Second City. Yeah. Annoyance in Chicago. I'm, I cannot, I, I didn't hear that. I can't believe that. Yeah. Wow. I have to take that in on a whole other level. I know, man. So, uh, yeah, let it, let it sink. But yeah, but it, wow. It, it, it affected me as well. For yeah. Sure. Um, are you going to be, you think we'll be seeing you acting anytime soon or doing your own stuff that you feel like? Uh, my own stuff for sure. If the right role comes along. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm at the point, like, that's what I mean. Like I, for the past two years, more than that now I've set it up to where it's like, if I don't want to do a role, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to just do it because it's like there. Like I, I, I that's precisely what I wanted to get out, away from. Yeah. Being like, oh my God, someone wants me? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I know. But, you know, so Just... if, if something, like I have friends that are uh, writers and, and directors that, um, uh, yeah, I constantly talk with. And when I, when some, like, you know. When it's right. When, when it's right, it's, yep. I, I'm going to do it for sure. And, yeah. Um, I look forward to, I look forward to it. Yeah. You know, big time. It's like, I've never stopped doing yeah. it. I just wanted to reprioritize other areas of my life. Yep. That's, it makes complete sense. And they go hand in hand. And one, just 
Yeah, just because there's a pause in one thing, it'll make it greater when you go back to it with what you have right now, which is really beautiful. Yeah, I think so. The the experience as well, like I've gotten to travel, like, I mean, kind of around the world, but like (laughs) a, a lot. And just the experiences just from that and the people that I meet and, you know, it just adds much more to the like the the life pie than mm. waiting on a call or like feeling you know uh angst or like guilt if i got, you know you did leave like i remember you know there this is maybe like six or seven years ago where it's like okay we you know i was living with someone at the time and we were like we hadn't been on a vacation and okay let's go and then sure enough like once i released that like anxiety of like things coming in and like you put so much out as you, you got know, an audition artists. yeah so of course when i was like oh, okay well that's uh that's gone for it i got like two or three and i was like you know this is for a, this, like we get a adjust type thing and like the, you know it, that's that's not fair like i don't want to have to ever do that with like my life and be on someone else's diamonds and it's like nah man that's not Especially as I get older, I get it's it. like doing that shit in your twenties is whatever. But like as you get older, it's it's like it's sad. I look at it more. It's like you know, hmm. I don't want to not be able to. Be. And and I, I I was always under the impression too, where if like you had to be an artist, you had to be a starving artist. And like I did that for a long time. Yeah. And it was like it doesn't. Why? why? That's not truth. Why? No. It, yeah. It's not at all. Like why not. can't you be successful in this other area? Like yep. and also be successful in in yep. your craft. It's yeah. Like, it's a misconception, but it's it's a very deeply ingrained one. I think I that artists and actors really take to heart. Like, I have to be this. Like, or it's just, yeah. there's no other way. There's no other way. You just are if you are an right. actor or an artist. And, and like, you know, you can't have another thing. Like, if you're, you know, even a lot. And I, I felt this way for a while. Like, I, uh, oh, you you work in a restaurant. How are you, how are you an actor? Like, you're, you're a waiter. Like, that's... You know, and I did that for a while, and it was like, always get into like, oh, so, oh, you're an actor, like, so, you know, what are you doing for money? Like right. that kind of question, or like those always. things. It's like, you know, they kind of eat away at you, where, you know. And it's it's amazing because being being very involved, you know, being a casting director, also, you just hear all the time agents and other casting directors, and they're like, yeah you can't have a job during the day. If we call you, like you can't have a full-time job. You can't be doing something else. You have to be available to go. And it's like, so that nobody can do anything else. Like it's just- Right, I got that for years. And then it was like, then how, how do I pay my rent? Like explain I, right. to me, and it's like explain to like in uh, and not not looking not like yeah okay buddy I'll do it. It's like no, no literally explain to me to give right. me the steps in order to do it. Right. And that was one of the things like that was one thing I love about Abe where he was like you can always tell a bad director because they'll give a result oriented direction, you know. And it's like you I just always got, remember you, that you got to do this, and it's like okay, well help me right do that because I'm not I, I I'm not one seeing it logically and right. I'm not feeling it. Right. For it to come, how do I just not do anything and then arrive there? Like, what jobs do I get? How do I, right. how, where am I looking for? Like, how to help me, like, organize yeah. this? And it's like, that was just not the case. It was like, no, you just, uh, it is what it is. And it's like, okay, yep. Well, that's fine if you're like 15, 16, 17 years old. I right. guess that's, you know, one of the reasons why they want them young. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> The older that I get, I'm like, ah, oh my God. 
Oh, oh, it's so creepy and dirty. And like, (laughs) it's like, I'm an adult. Like I'm 36 years old. I think I'm 36, somewhere around there. (laughs) Some of the shit that I hear, I'm like, motherfucker, how does that equate? And you're like, oh God, someone's got to. I get violent it's, in my head, man. I get, uh, you know. Dude, some some God, stuff will bring that out. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. So wild. it's wild, man. There's a, I want you to tell us where people can find you. Where, all right. So like my ass wants to do breath work with you. Like where can people get in touch with you? Um, and maybe. Yeah. My study uh, some of this. Go for like it. Like my my personal website is michaelchristoforo.co. Um, and I'm gonna uh, put all this, by the way, everybody listening and and watching and and Mike, I'll be putting this info also, great. so people can just click on it with the episode. But go, please tell us anyway. Uh, one of uh, the companies we have um, is Fertile Soil. That's another company where we're exploring the intersection of plant medicine, breathwork, and meditation for optimal living. So we do, you know, cool events where um, we'll either go through, you know, the science of different plants or um, breath work in particular, and then we'll, you know, have a, a gathering. Um, so FertileSoil.co is uh, that. The, those are really cool events to check out at FertileSoil.co on Instagram um, as well. Or just, uh, I think, I don't know if I gave my Instagram, but at M Christopher is my Instagram one. Yeah. At M Christopher is my personal one. Awesome. And so, um, on big face every week, there is a portion that is called a feather in your cap. And so by feather in your cap, I mean a success an achievement or something that you've learned that has either helped you or could help you in the future that you'd be willing to, and maybe something you've learned, especially during this time, but that is a feather in your cap that you may offer to our viewers, listeners that might help them. Oh, that's great. What a great segment. That's awesome. I love that. I dig it. Um, so the, the, I would say the the thing that has helped me the most over the past decade is to uh, seek mentors. Like mm-hmm. so often we just look at our immediate surroundings. For me, it was, you know, my family. It was my, my parents and my brother to fulfill like all the areas of your life that you feel are missing or th- that you want guidance and things like that. And like really looking at it objectively and being like, everyone's human we excel at different things and we suck at some things, you know? So I wanted to really prioritize my life according to my values and according to the, the, the morals and the virtues and how I wanted to live. And I was like, who are doing, who, what, who are the people that are doing the things that I want in those different life areas? And I would seek them out and um, just follow their habits and, and, you know, start broadening the perspective of, uh, uh, tools in which, you know, I could live according. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just like tools in my, my, my tool bag that I could live according to. So seek mentors, seek mentors in different life areas. And um, yeah, find yourself within that. That's a, that's a great one and a beautiful one. And thank you for that. I, yeah, so many- I think it's important. You know, like I've seen, just seeing, just for me, like seeing the people in my immediate life is like, oh, okay, they don't know this either. And everyone's full of shit. And that's the thing is like, you get older, you realize no one, 
aside from the people that like have actually done it themselves and actually done it and actually done it no one fucking knows so it's like you know find the people that have and and figure it out yourself but like find yourself within it but you know seek mentors that's that's a that's such a beautiful one because i I know for myself like I think I'm supposed to know all the answers. And I think that everybody else was given the instruction manual on how to do everything in life, but I just didn't get it. Right. And it's not the case. And I, I have to get better with asking for help and admitting I don't know something and that's okay. And we're not supposed to know everything. Yeah. My God, because think about it, right? Thank God you, you didn't know, you wouldn't, would you want to be the same person you were at 21? Like, you guys, you have to grow. Like we have to fail. Like, that was, we were talking, I was talking about that today with, with uh, Kathy, just like the idea of like letting, we were talking about children, but like letting people fail. Like we have to fail and it's not a failure that, oh, I'm a failure. It's like, oh, this thing didn't work. So let's right. choose another thing or pick another way. And then that thing works. And it's like, oh, I'm the thing that's resourceful. It's not necessarily this external thing that's fine, but right. it's me finding the way. And that's what you start to see is like, oh, I have more power within me than I thought. I can be more resourceful than I was, you know, uh, uh-huh. that, I, that I was believing before. For, for too long in my life, and, and I could still do this at times, I can look at difficult things that I've been through and be upset that I went through those difficult things or that I failed at this. Whereas now I look back at things and I'm like, fuck yeah, I remain a fighter. I got up. I got through that. I kept pushing. I kept working. I am here because I would not settle for that. But I had to yeah. feel that. I had to fail. Yeah. I had to fall. I had to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I think it was, it was, I think it was Marcus really is. I'm really into stoicism. I love, like, I don't have a religion, whatever, but I, yeah. I definitely follow stoicism as a hmm. philosophy. Um, and- I, I think it was Marcus really is, but. Um, he said, no man is unhappy as he who has never been given the chance to prove himself. And it's like the only way uh, that we prove ourselves are when we fall. And like, how do you get up? Do you do it, <laughs> you know, do you do it nobly? Do you, like, how do you, we all fall. I, that's really beautiful. And if you think when I, just as an example, a lot of times you see in things like Hollywood where people have everything and they are absolutely miserable. If I think there's something to be said about having to work for things, have to show yourself, have to try, have to, and not just be a blob that doesn't have to try for any of that stuff. You know, that's just a small example, but on on what you said, but. I think that is a value, like the, the idea of temperance. You know, it's, it's been equated to alcohol, you know, and very much, much more so. so now, but temperance in terms of the idea where it's like, even though you can do something, you don't have to just for the sake of not being gluttonous or not being like uh, uh, overindulgent, mm-hmm. but like being able to do it and knowing you can, but not, but not choosing not to just to experience that, like that feeling. It's almost like, it, like you're, you're, uh, strengthening your will, like you're strengthening your self-control. But I think that's lost. I think, you know, so many of our uh, um, extravagances are indulged. I, it's funny because I, I literally just had this conversation with somebody recently about that, about just not not drinking and not doing something, just not to. And I think, mm-hmm. and we were talking about 
things maybe being different, that life may look different after all of this Corona stuff. And I just hope that what is so comfortable for humanity and those, those extravagances and going back to the same kinds of comfort won't be so easy. I hope people have to pause and think and start to incorporate some uncomfortability or just some differences just to, just to not be the same as before. You know where I think we're going to see a lot of that? I was talking to uh, my brother and he's, one of his buddies is like uh, pretty high up politically uh, out West, but um, in beef. Hmm. You think so? Yeah, in beef specifically, like in our meat. I've thought about that. Over the over the next, watch this. Over the next couple months, there's going to be a big shortage because the the disease is like running rampant. But yep, beef specifically, and then it's going to, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But right now, that's already it. It's already in the works. So in a couple weeks, like there will be a, you know, uh, but I I wonder things Mm. like that, like, you know, if if how how we are going to start changing our perspective on our luxuries once you know things something is something as simple as like yeah not enough meat <laughs> you know or as as we had before it's like well where does that come from and why is there a shortage right. and how does this affect this and what you know just starting to piece all the puzzles together to where we become more uh familiar and, and more intimate with our food i think that that's a huge part of it too i think that's one of the blessings of corona is like people have to cook a lot more and you have to yep. stay in and you have to yep. uh, even just go through the process of cooking you know and understanding like Being understanding thoughtful. Uh, yeah total total mindful eating yeah and and the planet i mean talk about breathing the very air that we breathe the planet is doing so much better right now because we are not out there destroying it the way we were and I really hope that people are more thoughtful with how they treat the very space that we dwell in, you know? I, I Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I it's also one of those things where it's like the mother nature the planet Earth, she's she'll be all right, man. She'll long out survive us. We have to protect ourselves. And like Mother Nature is one of those things where it's like it's truth. It doesn't let you lie. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think friends and and good friends give each other the most shit because they don't let each other lie. Mother nature won't let you lie. And it's one of those things where Mm -hmm. it's like, we can pretend all we want about our practices and things like that, but we're fucking ourselves up. Just with us not being around, mother nature's fine. She's going to be fine. She, I mean, literally she tries to kill us at every chance. (laughs) Like we have been surviving her for a long, like as long as we- but it, she doesn't it, bullshit us. You don't give a shit. Yeah. Right? So we. So I hope it's one of those things where it's like we stop lying in terms of the practices that we yep. um, are performing and, and just the awareness of, of how much of an impact we can have. Yeah. Not I, I, not a not a vital impact towards Earth, but a vital impact towards us. Like she'll yep. be fine. My nature, she don't. She's much stronger than 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 our dumb. Any of us, yeah. <laughs> our dumbasses, exactly. Yeah. I hope we're not as dumb. I hope we can come around a little. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mikey Pants. I know. For hours we could do this. I know. Mikey Pants. All right. So thank you guys for watching or listening to Big Face. Thank you so much, Mikey Cristoforo. Sammy, I love you. So much. I love you so much. All your info is going to be, people are going to be reaching out and seeing all the good stuff you're doing. And um, I love you, man. Thanks. I'm so happy to see your face. First of any of these. Yeah. 
You'll be like Joe Rogan with like thousands of them. I'll, I'll be on like four of them. That's great. what I'm thinking, man. We're going we're gonna to explore the whole process together. Time and time again. <laughs> I love All right. It. I love it. Peace, guys. Thank you so much. Mikey, Ma.